I, I think the poet or the filmmaker or the musician, the poet must not avert his eyes. You must not avert your eyes. This is what is coming at us. Welcome to One Good Thing, the hard-working podcast that diligently tries to find the brightly coloured, valuable piece of glass on the beach populated by lazy, overindulgent Americans. I'm Paul Salt. No, I'm Paul Salt. You've got to believe me. He's the imposter. Oh, Jesus, not again. (laughs) It is Recommendations Month here at uh, One Good Thing, where we're going to be all through March... We are going to be doing your recommendations, um, our devoted followers. The bones that you throw down to us. Yeah, that you from the, from throw the table. Us <laughs> from your cinematic feast yeah. that you've had, the, the dishes that you just didn't like the look mm-hmm. of, you've cast down to us so that we might pick through it and find the one golden piece of meat. We've got some real good ones, so let's get into it. Yep, absolutely. So we start off with Spanglish. James L. Brooks' 2004 comedy-drama film about a recent Mexican immigrant trying to secure a better future for her daughter by working as a maid for a rich American family at the cost of her soul... maybe? This film was recommended to us by David Keep, um, whose artwork you may be looking at right now. He did the... um, Hard work for one good thing. Yeah. I know when I listen to a podcast, I like to stare intently at the um the, the screen of the device I'm listening to it on mm-hmm. as it plays. That's why you're here with the ladies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's one of the reasons. David is a really good um illustrator, um a really funny guy, and he's a really good comic as well. So um yeah, he's very good at board games. Frustratingly, he's infuriatingly good at guessing who might secretly be Hitler. Yeah. Um, although it's usually you. So, um, that's not a great skill. It's usually not, not me. <laughs> well, mm. agree to disagree. But, um, you can find more of Dave's stuff at whatkindofday.com or, um, at Penguin Panic on Twitter. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, Dave, for, uh, this week's recommendation. So, um, the reaction to Spanglish was not positive. Um, Anna Smith at Film4 said there's a distinct lack of chemistry here and a strong whiff of moral sermonizing that undermines the romantic impact. She didn't like it. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I'm following. Great. Okay. Meanwhile, Renee Rodriguez at Miami, at the Miami Herald said you're constantly aware of how oddly these people are behaving and the artificiality spoils the illusion. I mean, I, I, I'm quite fond, fond of science fiction. I really like the movie Under the Skin, where Scarlett Johansson is like just an, a- an alien moving around human situations, um, with no comprehension of them or seemingly emotional reaction to them. So I really enjoyed Taylor Leone's performance in this film. Very interesting performance. Fascinating. We will dive into that later. Public reaction was a little better. It has a 6.4 on IMDb. Uh, Most of the reviews feature the phrase, pleasantly surprised, um, Mm. followed almost immediately by by some phrase involving the words Adam and Sandler. Mm. So, um, yeah, there's a theme there. Basically, I was expecting him to get pissed on by a horse, and at no stage during the film did he get pissed on by a horse nine stars there was that extended scene of him getting pissed on by a horse oh that one yeah you might have uh, you might have missed it because um 
it was it came during the sort of emotional denouement yes. of the film. The whole, it was a Spanish horse, so it was uh, easily oh. to be mistaken for for classy. That's beautiful. That's how foreign films get you, Paul. <laughs> None of them are good. Yeah, it needs to be just a long. 10 minute sequence of the horse pissing on a man mm-hmm. um with with no musical sound or no reaction from the man i am aware <laughs> he's eating that, his breakfast he's eating the, his breakfast time. and it's all about the um decline of the textile industry yeah they it hate is. they hate old boy in korea paul it's oh. um it's just trash out there it's, it's like fizz. <laughs> Gumman, you pendejo hello there hello what is a good thing about adam sandler's Spanglish. 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 Thomas Hayden Church doesn't put a foot wrong. Oh no, every scene that he's in... is a flawless performance from Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> I think he's reprising a character from Sideways. I think so. He's also, though, recreating his role from Spider-Man 3, <laughs> which is very complicated, but he bridges the gap masterfully. It's a very brief appearance from Thomas Hayden Church. He's picking up Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Tia Leone. picking up Tia Leone. And Leone. Um, uh, to take her to look at a house to buy or something. He's a realtor. Yeah. He's taking her to look at his penis. Yes. The house that his penis built. And <laughs> um, she's she, she she's in the she's in his convertible. They're going very quickly down one of those American roads they have. And yeah. her hair's flying all about the place. And oh, she's like, Jesus. oh, I'm such a woman. I can't. My head nor tail at this wind, and then in a, in a in a flick of the wrist, he presses a series of buttons that bring the right windows up to the absolute correct height yeah. to shield her hair and have her looking sexy again. Yeah, and she's yeah, she's really happy about this mm. because her hair is suddenly now just flying straight back because he's absolutely created a perfect wind tunnel with yeah. the windows. Because he's a nasty boy. He's a nasty boy. He, he knows is. how it goes. <laughs> um, and and it's there's quite a lot. It's an impactful scene. As yeah, um, it was the, smooth. Yeah. It shows, hey, this guy knows what he's doing and he's done this before without actively saying, so I'm a bit of a womanizer. Which is impressive because apart from that, every single character says exactly what is on their head mm-hmm. all think, the time. I think the first moment we see Adam Sandler alone, he uh, he, al- he almost turns to camera and says, I'm very sad and dissatisfied. <laughs> um, Guys, watch this. D- did you know? We should add more of Thomas Hayden Church, maybe. Yeah, and his understated window adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> if he could have just <laughs> been in every Church's scene. Under- Stated window adjustments. Yes. Dot com. <laughs> if he could have just been in every scene, just adjusting just, windows, just adjusting windows, <laughs> yeah, and articulating a full, um, a whole pan- life of skills and experiences, a whole panoptera of um, of human emotion. But no, um, yeah, Adam what Sandler we, screaming. What we have is a slightly different film. Not that much Adam Sandler screaming. I have got a no. I do. I do think I've got a take this stance and make make it clear that I didn't hate Adam Sandler in this film. No, fair enough. And I didn't even dislike him in the film. I there didn't... was a lot lacking, but there wasn't so much piss and jizz flying at your face all the time, which is what you get from... This podcast. Yeah, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in this movie? Yeah. The uh, There is a mother and a daughter. There is a mother. Uh, a the mother is uh, Flor. 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 Paid, Flor. Played by Paz Vega. Very charming. Uh, oh yeah, she is with her daughter Christina. Christina, Christina, as they say. Um, they are Mexicans. Um, what? Wait, what? Oh no, there are Mexicans in this film. There are at least eight Mexicans. Fucking hell! There were eight, nine, nine Mexicans. Um, I counted them because 
because I was as disgusted as you are. And I'm, uh, as soon as we finish this podcast, I'm going to be sending our notes to the president of the United States of America, Donald Trump. Yeah. To see if he can build a wall around this movie. <laughs> but um, there are two, two Mexicans and they, um, for one reason or another, the mother decides to go to the States. Yeah. Um, so we forgot the framing device of this film, which is that the daughter is apparently applying for college. Yeah. Um, and has sent a letter to a very stuffy board of people who have got to consider whether or not people can come in. The whole story is told as a, vo- uh, as a voiceover, which is a college application. Yes. Uh, essay. Form. Essay. Yeah. So they go to, they go to America, to Los Angeles. Yes. They go through Texas because it's not Mexican enough. enough. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Los Angeles has a big old Mexican quarter. Yeah. Um, the, the mother then starts looking for, for cleaning jobs and she, is taken by her cousin to the house owned by Taylor Leone. Very wealthy family. Yes. Consisting of Adam Sandler as patriarch, who is a cook, Taylor Leone as unemployed. I think it's said that she's a businesswoman at some stage who is now a stay-at-home mum. Yes. Except she's not staying at home much. <laughs> Women. You go get it, Taylor Leone. Taylor Leone. Taka... Tarka the Otter. <laughs> Go get him. Ricky Tiki Tavi. <laughs> Leone. Um, Cloris Leachman, who plays the mum. Yep. Daughter Bernice. And the son, Georgie. The what? Daughter Bernice. Yeah, yeah, the, the daughter, son, yeah. Was around, and the son, Georgie. What? The son. Son? There was a daughter. Yeah, 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 the but, daughter. But you know, she had, like, the whole fat thing going on. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, she, was re- she was really good. There yeah. Was Adam Sandler playing the dad. Yeah, I remember Adam Sandler. Um, he shouts a lot. Yeah, there was um, Tarpaulin, the mother. Oh, yeah, so yeah. of course, Tarpaulin. Yeah, she was great. Uh, she was my favourite character. Yeah, Cloris Leachman, the, the, the grandmother. Yeah, 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 a, yeah. The, she's the around, jazz. she gives advice, and she's, she's a bit of an alcoholic. She's a bit of an alcoholic. Yeah. yeah char- charming character, though, really good performance. Oh, and yeah, then yeah. the son. And, what? Um, there was a daughter... <laughs> what were like some of his characteristics? He was very sleepy. He was a sleepy boy. Oh, he's a sleepy boy, yeah, like just... a sleepy Jeffrey. Yeah, he was a sleepy Bruce, <laughs> as we say here. The first, the first scene of his and Adam Sandler's. Adam Sandler coming in and trying to wake him up. He's very sleepy. Oh, he's so sleep. That's right. He's so sleepy. And then in the penultimate scene, he doesn't get out of the swimming pool to say goodbye. Oh, sleepy to boy. Christina. Because he's a sleepy boy. And they developed such a close personal bond yeah. as well. I guess they did have a son. I mean, let me just check. I think IMDb, yeah, just IMDb says um, Ian Highland Georgie. So, huh. yeah. Wow. Maybe he was a ghost. He could have been a ghost son. Yeah. But... <laughs> so <laughs> into this haunted rich person's house yeah. comes Paz Vega looking for a job as a cleaner. Um, after a fucking horrendous sequence in which she introduces herself to Taylor Leone. Um, <laughs> in which another, another, um, living being interacts with Taylor Leone. <laughs> what can only be compared to the scene in which the alien sneaks up behind Harry Dean Stanton <laughs> in Alien. Huh? <laughs> uh, do you work? Yes. No, not right now. Why? Well, how do you know to ask that? Well, well, it's okay. I mean, I can talk about it. I just, I helped run a commercial design company up until four months ago when it was downsized to zip, and now I'm a full-time mom. Gulp. Anyway, I have two children. My son, George, is nine, Bernie, you know, and I like the house. I like the house to be like me, you know, and then I am, I'm very loose and meticulous, you know, at the same time. But it's all about first names and closeness here. Let her know, absolutely. But I do care about that. Um, Similar to that. It's um, quite a performance. But yeah, this, this happens. There is an interaction between these two. Yeah. 
she is they are both charmed taylor only by how pretty she is that's the only thing i remember her mentioning yeah i, th- I think she's just like you're gorgeous yeah and it, and it was very you know uh not patronizing at all and, yes um, sorry i should point out um paz vega the maid who's looking for her um her job doesn't speak a word of english yes and that is a recurring theme throughout the film is that there was this language barrier between her and the family she is here to maid for throughout the film um, Hence Spanglish, the, the handy portmanteau. Yes, absolutely, which also plays into some of the themes mm, of the film, which we shall look at these be... themes. The theme, have a look at these themes, children. Oh, have a look at the themes I've got here. Oh. That's my Eddie Redmayne impression. <laughs> I've done a film good. and it's got a lot of themes. got a lot of themes. Oh. Themes! <laughs> I create themes! <laughs> Why wasn't he in this film? It would have been better. It would have um, been for us. Um, yes, I'm sorry, so she, um, she is charmed... Um, Paz Vega is charmed by Tia Leone's attempt at pronouncing her name. Yes. And perseverance with it. So she enters into the house and she yeah. um, starts to understand a bit more about the relationship between the different family members. Yes. Um, there's a very strained relationship between um, Torpa de Boni and her daughter because uh, she's a really nice girl, but um, Tia Leone hates her because she's fat. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the only reason we have for the tension, really, is yeah. that she is trying to motivate her daughter to lose weight. By buying her clothes, um, that are a couple of sizes too small for her. Which um, is a real dick move. Yeah, and not drawing, not drawing attention to it. Just pretending it doesn't happen until, yeah. until she gets distressed enough. Uh, Letting her try to put the clothes on. Yes. The daughter actually gets to the stage where she takes the clothes and is actually trying to put them on. Pretty clothes. Yes. And the mum just watches and the daughter's like, uh, this is an eight. This is an eight. Mm. They're all eights. And then and she's, she's like, like, you'll get there, baby. Think of how pretty you'll look when yeah. you can fit your fat ass into them. Yeah. Is what I think. Um, yeah. Once again, a very, it's a very nuanced character there. Um, really, you know, really instilling in us this, this, this sense of this, this difficult dynamic, this really complicated uh, relationship between, between mother and mother and daughter. Yeah. So that's not the um, only one because during this, Adam Sandler is, of course, rather unreasonably, I think, saying things like, you shouldn't give our daughter clothes that are too small for her in the hope of pressuring her into lose weight. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, Adam Sandler. I mean, yeah. fucking support your wife. Why not? Yeah. And she just, she just needs a bit of support. Yeah. She needs them to be on the same page yeah. when she tries to body shame her daughter. Yes. Flor is, uh, yeah. privy to all of this. Yeah. She, um, she, as, as the, um, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a move very similar to Gosford Park. You know, she's a, she's a fly, fly on the wall. She is. Yeah. She's, um, privy to all of this, uh, just golden, juicy yeah. information. Oh, yeah. Um, and of course, how the sun plays into all this. Yes. So she's privy to all this information. <laughs> yes. Um, she, um, takes the clothes home. She adjusts them to, to make them fit the daughter. Yes. Um, and then she, she learns the English for just try it on yeah which she ends up screaming at her daughter <laughs> in in this lovely in this lovely sort of lost in translation yeah moment um she interferes is yes. the point she's crossed the line and now she's actually interfered in the life of this family yeah um shortly after tia leone uh asks uh, that they are all going to the summer house mm-hmm. during the summer and as a result the maid paz vega is not going to be able to commute to their house Teoleone cannot fucking stand the idea of having to actually deal with her children. It's a nightmare for her. Consequently, um, she Fatty asks... Fatty and Invisible Boy. <laughs> Fatty and Invisible Boy. It's like the, fanta- the Incredibles. Yeah. Um, consequently, she asks her to move in with her. Yes. Um, in the summer house. Just over the summer. Her and her daughter. Paz Vega reluctantly agrees, not wanting 
her daughter to come into contact with this rich American family. Mm. She's been very particular about finding a home in a neighborhood with a strong uh, sort of Latino flavor. So yeah. she wanted to only keep her with her own people to make yes. sure that it preserves her cultural identity. Whatever that was. Whatever that was. We never actually get to see it. We don't get to see like a sense of, oh, look at this community. Look how close they are compared to the cold, you know, money-obsessed Americans. Like that could have mm. been a movie. Like, look at the cultural differences here between poor people who actually have each other and rich people who can't yeah. fucking stand each other. You don't want your daughter to be like these people. No, it would have been a nice contrast, alas. Yeah. Going going on from there, um, Tierly Bodoni. Yep. She then meets the daughter and yeah. is uh, bowled over by how even more beautiful she is. Yes, and, much um, more beautiful than her own fat daughter. Yeah. Um, and we should point out at, at this stage, just, just in case anybody is, isn't sure... I feel really uncomfortable with calling this girl fat, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, this um, is fr- clearly from Taya's perspective. She's yes. obviously, she's a perfectly normal size yeah. is the thing. She's a perfectly normal size. But even if she wasn't, this wouldn't be cause for shame to Tia, uh, no. Tia Totopoulos. But no. But it, it definitely is. Yes. In this, in this film, it's, yeah. uh, it's disgusting and everybody involved should be ashamed, including us. <laughs> So Tia Leone starts spending more time with Christina, takes her out to get her hair highlighted. Yeah, highlighted. And yeah. Um, Paz Vega is uh, very much against this. Yes, absolutely. And the idea of sort of Americanizing her. Yes. Meanwhile, um, Adam Sandler, um, who is this sort of quietly desperate uh, cook figure, mm. whose big drama early on in the movie is... Um, the fact that his restaurant is about to be very well reviewed, which he yeah. just knows. He just knows he's going to be very well reviewed. Yeah. And he's worried about how that will change his life once um, that happens. Yeah, it will change the integrity of the restaurant. And unfortunately, that does happen. He gets a very good review. There's one scene of him pointing out the fact that he'd like to start serving customers at the bar mm. uh, because they're so full up, at which point they say there'll be nowhere to sit for people who are waiting for seats. He goes, ah, and then he shouts something, and then that's the last we hear about his restaurant. Yeah, and that's it. And all that really serves to do is is build up to a an unbearable sex scene yes um, um as a congratulations for um getting f- uh four stars yeah taya leone has sex with adam sandler yeah and so she pounces on him in a um, scene reminiscent of the alien sneaking up behind <laughs> harry dean stanton <laughs> they have sex <laughs> But the difference being in the alien um, sneaking up on Harry Dean Stanton, you're basically sure there's penetration. Yes, definitely. Whereas in this, it just looks like she climbs on top of him, dry humps him for a while. um, Comes. Has a crazy faster than light time travel orgasm <laughs> acting throughout like um melora waters in um in magnolia um who spends the entire film on a cocaine high And then she comes, she cries, and Adam Sandler is, like, unspent. Uh, Adam Sandler, who throughout the scene has been so strange, just yeah. kind of very politely sort of, oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, you're you doing go. this now, here we go, here's yeah. the roller coaster. Oh, you're going to finish, <laughs> yeah. here it comes, yep. Yeah. So this all comes together in the summer house, in which yeah. um, Adam Sandler, he, he tells his children, here's a fun activity for the children, it'll give them a good sense of um, work as well, hmm. is kids go onto the beach... 
and find bits of glass for a thing I'm doing. It's not a restaurant thing. A restaurant thing. Why not? Yeah. Um, and whilst his kids, uh, and he'll pay them money for each bit of glass they find, the kids immediately lose interest because what the fuck do they need money for? Mm. They're fucking rich. Whereas Paz Vega's little girl, who's there as well, um, has collected a big old bucket of glass for him. And yeah. she's added it all up and it comes to $640 worth of glass. Mm-hmm. He dutifully gives her the money after yeah. a little complaint, mm. <laughs> be- obviously being awed by what had happened and i think in retrospect not awed about having to give up 640 dollars because what is that to him Mm. but maybe a little anxious about the idea of giving this money to a child now yeah because the mother takes both of these things very badly the adam sandler paying her daughter and um teo totito taking her out to get her her hair lights her Her hair hair lights lights. (laughs) yes um you hit the nail on the head there yeah (laughs) so paz vega she sees the daughter playing with the money um she confronts adam sandler yeah and um for various moral reasons uh principal uh you can't just go giving money to a kid yeah um you can't go interfering with my with my kid like this because in, yeah and adam sandler's very um penitent about this yes and there's a nice contrast because tete-a-tete yes. um just left and ignored her when she mm-hmm. was trying to um complain yeah um she just said no sleep on it and if you still feel the same way in the morning yeah. you can um you can do it then. Yeah. Whereas Adam Sandler just stops and listens and is like, you're right, I acted inappropriately. Yeah. Um, and that's a nice contrast between them. And this is an, an excellent little scene. It's one of my favourite scenes, actually, because ah. um, this is delivered by Paz Vega, who even the real-life Paz Vega doesn't, doesn't speak English. Adam Sandler, yeah. he might speak Spanish, but in the, for the purposes of the film, he, he absolutely doesn't. Yeah. doesn't. He's a stupid idiot. <laughs> um, and the daughter, who is bilingual, is translating. Yes. as they go and the the conversation's spinning the the camera is a tiny little bit yeah and she's translating at lightning speed um and copying and it, the inflections of the person who just spoke which is yeah. very endearing it was a really good performance from her and it was a yeah. really nice dynamic unfortunately at the very end of that scene um when adam sandler then says well what about my daughter you shouldn't be interfering with her you changed Whoa. her clothes. Yes, she then says. Now she'll never not be fat. Yeah, <laughs> since she's and she's, which I'm fine with. Says Adam Sandler's <laughs> character, not to tear Derby's face. No, but um, anyway, she he says this. He confronts Paz Vega, and she says, "You're right. I shouldn't have." And Adam Sandler falls in love with Paz Vega <laughs> because he's never been listened yeah. to before. Yeah, and then he draws attention to it. He kind of he kind of says almost. Yeah, he's like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And he kind of looks. Well, he draws slack-eyed. attention to something that he's thinking. That's unusual. Yeah, I know. And he says, he says something. He says something like, "I'm day, I'm dazed here." That is exactly word for word what he says. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, which is a shame because it would have been much nicer without drawing attention to it. Moving on. Yes. Guff happens. Guff happens. Well, basically, they come back from the holiday home. They've had this moment. Yeah. Um. And now what's happening is Taylor wants to get the daughter character, Christina, into school. Yeah. Uh, um, Paz Vega's daughter mm-hmm. into school, a boarding school, a rich boarding school. Yeah. And the mother is worried because basically if she goes and starts becoming like them, she won't be like herself. Yes. Um, she'll either be odd or will become just like them. Yeah. That's what she says. Um, she gets very anxious. She confides her anxieties to Adam Sandler. Meanwhile, um, Taya Titoto mm-hmm. is having her own issues because she's having an affair with um, the Sandman, <laughs> um, Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti's friend. <laughs> <laughs> Giamatti. I'm worried about my daughter. 
Me too. I'm also Paul Giamatti. <laughs> He's playing ah. her roles. It's like Jack and Jill. <laughs> She's gonna lose her Mexican heritage. Ah. I'm, I'm I'm Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> Leave my daughter alone, Paul Giamatti. I'm a bigger man than you, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Jimmy, I'd like to see you try. <laughs> well, you're Giamatti. gonna see me try if you carry on like this. <laughs> Carry on, little pilgrim. I've become someone else now. <laughs> God. It, it was a very weird scene when all this happened. <laughs> the best, though, I think. Yeah, the best scene um, of the film. Um, so she's worried. Um, yeah. In the end, Taya Titoto comes clean to Adam Sandler about her affair in a very emotional scene, I think. Hmm. Um, then he runs off. Um, Paz Vega has determined to quit her job in order to preserve her daughter's sense of identity and does so in another very emotional scene, tears her out of the family and says, you're not going back to that house. I'm not going back to that house. And what's more, you're um, not going to the boarding school anymore because mm-hmm. she started at this stage. And then they both sit together. They have kind of a reconciliation in which the daughter suddenly realizes, oh, I guess mum really does know best, even though she has shaken the roots of everything in my life. Yeah. There's no part of my life that is untouched by this decision that she has unilaterally made without consulting me or explaining why. Yeah. Um, nevertheless, she's my mom and mom knows best. So resolution. The end. It's very abrupt. Cut to 30 years later, the Bates Motel. <laughs> she's dressed up as Taylor Leone. Yeah. Murdering. Yeah. It's a shaky, um, shaky resolution. Yeah. To what was, um, a bearable film. Yeah, I mean, one of the reviews I read said that this is two films. And I think that's right. This is two yeah. films. One of them is a story about a rich couple, um, and they get a, a really sweet, attractive, and kind of intelligent maid, and the husband falls in love with her, and the wife is having an affair. There's a way of telling that story, complicated lives and such. Generally, Hollywood only portrays the early part of a relationship. Mm. You know, the first year, when everything's exciting and fun, and if there is a long-term relationship in the film... It's probably the obstacle that the fresh new couple have to overcome in order to be together. Yeah. And we're kind of being led down that path with this film. Mm. We've got um, Taya Leone as this tyrant. We've got Adam Sandler as this sympathetic nice guy who's ended up with a bad one. Yeah. Um, and a lovely Mexican comes in. And it's like, oh, I hope they get together. Yeah. Um, and it's refreshing, considering how broad that was mm. painted. Like, just irredeemable monster that is Taya Leone. And the... um utterly saintly uh paz vega yeah it's very impressive that they then had it so that he just stayed with his wife taylor leone a, a fling or even a sort of a wisp of a fling with yeah. paz vega um is is fantasy absolutely and, it, and the two the, the two worlds won't necessarily meet because after all what happens in vega stays in vega but I yes. was actually, I was under the impression that we were really leading full on to that, to the idea mm. that he was going to leave her, because I really felt like the audience were given, were being given every possible excuse for Sandler to f- not feel bad about leaving Taya Leone. Yeah, it's a like, She's a bad checklist. mom. It's a checklist. She's a, a bad flawed, mom, yeah. an insufferable character. Yeah. A very vain... It's basically a much more blunt version yeah. of Annette Benning's character from American Beauty. In she, which she's, she's weapons-grade neurotic. Yeah, she's neurotic. She's obsessed with appearances. Yeah. Um, she's seen running every day. Um, yeah. 
and just yeah do, do, uh, the, the way she bonds with um Paz Vega's daughter Christina yeah. is to take her to get her ha- highlights done yeah it's just face value the first thing she says about both characters is how pretty they look yeah um and she's having an affair mm. with um th- th- Thomas Churchyard yeah so it's like tick 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 G- feel free to <laughs> yeah go to Vega yeah um but he doesn't, and it's good that that yeah. happens. But it's very hard to get invested in something this obvious, even when they do subvert it at the last minute. Just the whole film, there... you're not really engaged because of how broad everything is. Yeah, there are no shades to to her character. Not really. She there were there were scenes when uh, Torpa Jabroni is inter- interacting with Christina yeah. and desperate for the love of this kid, and she wants to she wants yeah. the best for her. Um, but she's got two perfectly good kids of her own. Yeah. And the only she's... reason she doesn't want to hang out with them is because the daughter's fat and the, the son's a ghost is dead, long yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is really unfair. Yeah. You know, they're perfectly good kids. Yeah. Really nice. Um, yeah, and she's neglecting them to run off and bone in the churchyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, it's, it's, it's just not, uh, it's not yeah. relatable. And, and Sandler's performance yeah. is interesting. I saw a lot of reviews saying it was very nuanced, very subtle. I, I didn't find that. I mean, maybe relatable. His first scene where he walks in to try and wake up his son, and he comes mm-hmm. in and says something like, okay, I don't want you to wake up, but I want you to begin to think about waking up. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's very unassertive, but seems like a quite nice guy. Yeah. Like a Ben Stiller type is what I thought, and not just because his hair is identical to the hair Ben yeah. Stiller has in Lieutenant Bums. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's a lovable kind of uh, unassertive guy. I can get behind this guy. Um, doesn't really bear up that way. He screams no. a lot. Uh, well, he screams sometimes, which is always off-putting when it happens. Yeah. It's never quite the right kind of scream. It's two or th- two or three times, and yeah. it's very John Cusack style. only hits a certain volume and Yes, and it's pitch. restrained, isn't it? Yeah. I'm running out of excuses for the lady of the house! And just the look on her face when she got the gifts! Like, for one second, she thought all her problems with her mother had been solved! before like so you don't really get the full feel the full weight of it no um in the scene where he's actually gotten the closest to um paz vega he says the line um we can't do anything that brings us pleasure or release but i'm still having a really great time still having a really great time yeah it's just and there's so that line it could be mournful you know it could be tragic it's uh but also kind of quaintly funny just sort Mm. of (laughs) <laughs> he goes to kiss her and she pulls back um he kisses her the first time then he goes to kiss her again and she pulls back and he's just the line is intuitively something like um yeah we can't do anything that will bring us pleasure or release I'm still having a really good time you know just something <laughs> but i even like it it would it still works as an upbeat theme because that's yeah. him at the end of his tether isn't it kind of yeah. going oh i'm going crazy here i want <laughs> i want you and none of this isn't going to happen it's it never going to be a reality wrong. yeah but oh well Oh well, I've got to just be repressed as fuck forever. <laughs> That's fine. Well, who would be good? Maybe the sort of calm self-assuredness of Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, we can't do anything that brings us pleasure or release. <laughs> but I'm still having a really good time. Yeah, something like that. But he's but then he's kind of like he's he's rom-com ready, isn't he? We need somebody else. Oh, you need someone un-rom-commy. Just yeah, somebody who's a bit of a um, you know, who's not known for being a. <laughs> You know, sort of Michael Shannon style guy. Can't do anything that will bring us pleasure or release. I'm still having a really good time. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that. Just that kind of 
<laughs> upbeat. I think, uh, personally, I obviously, I think the role should have gone to Tom Green. Can't do anything that brings us pressure or release. <laughs> I'm still having a really great time. <laughs> great time. <laughs> great time. <laughs> oh, Mexican. Great time. <laughs> Mexican. <laughs> We're going to build a wall. We're going to build a wall. <laughs> Yeah, um, on my bum. <laughs> yeah, it could have. I don't know. There could have. There could have been so many. We can't do anything that'll bring us pleasure or release. But I'm still having a wonderful time, Sam Witwicky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. <laughs> thanks, Optimus. <laughs> thanks, thank, thanks, Optimus. We can't do anything that brings us pleasure or release. <laughs> but I'm still having a really good time. <laughs> But ultimately, <laughs> it is futile. <laughs> Can't do anything that'll bring us pleasure or release. <laughs> I'm having a really good time. Uh, Fuck this. Can't do anything that'll bring us pleasure or release. Pleasure or release. But I'm having a really good time. That's pretty good. I was thinking maybe a Jimmy Stewart. (laughs) I guess we can't do anything without... (laughs) That'll bring us pleasure or release. But But I'm still having a really good time. (laughs) Jimmy Stewart. I'm Paul Giamatti. Paul, I love you. (laughs) And I love you, Jimmy Stewart. Stuart. <laughs> Stuart. Damn you, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> oh. I got a lot of things to say to you, Jimmy Stewart. You got a long face like a horse, and I like it. <laughs> I want to lick it like a sugar cube. <laughs> it's all going a bit too fast, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Makes me want to throw a saddle around your face. <laughs> And do all the Paul Giamatti things to it. I'm sorry, Clarence. I want to live again. Well, now you've got your soul, Jimmy Stewart. I'm Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's bedeviling me. Um, speaking of good lines, yeah. there's actually um my favourite line from the whole film. Yeah. They should name a gender after you. Yeah, that was quite funny. That was a really, that was just a sweet, a sweet line because he was, he was like, he was spilling his yeah, um, his soul, he was opening his heart. To, to Paz Vegas <laughs> and um and it was that 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 was a, a really sweet line there are lots of really there are lots of nice lines in it and lots of nice character moments yeah um there's some good stuff in there but um but then but then ultimately there was no with the, the film ending on that um I guess Mama Knows Best which we agreed was a Paul Blart move yeah it's it's the opposite. it's the move that Paul Blart so, moved away from yeah so to just tie this up that's the first movie. The first movie is yeah. a married man is falling in love in spite of himself. There's plenty of better movies that do that, and there's problems with the performances in this that made us not invest in that. The other movie is this story about a mother from a foreign land who has come to a country that she clearly thinks will give her better opportunities, but she's afraid of losing the things that make her her. Hmm. Traditional values. Traditional sort of family values that she's yeah. afraid her daughter will lose in America. Uh, by getting too close to this family, which I guess she sees as being dysfunctional. Um, mm. She doesn't... Okay. Oh, fuck. I just got it. Okay. She doesn't want her daughter to become Taya Leone. Yes. Who the fuck would not be able to relate to that? Yeah. But then she blows it out of all proportion yeah. by going in the exact opposite direction. Yeah. Speedboating in the opposite direction. Yeah. Ruining a daughter's life. Yeah. You know... She, t- taking her refusing to let her continue on this scholarship for this private school yeah um, which will solve so many of the problems she's going to encounter in life yeah 
It's a a, gold, a golden ticket. I mean, she has a breakdown. She screams at her mum in the street, and you know she causes a scene and has people, you know, yeah. turning, stopping in the street to look to look at the situation where she's like, "I will never forgive you for this." And I was on board with her. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, just do something. This is horrible. Yeah. You'll be you're having your life taken away from you yeah. for reasons we don't understand. Just keep screaming." Yeah, and then five minutes later on the bus, she's just like, she's got a head yeah. on her shoulder, and she's just like, "Well, no, she's my mum, and she knows." best and Jesus. it's it's a really murky moral that i just can't get on board with no which which was a shame because there are lots of good things about this film there are yeah it's a film that doesn't work terribly well there's a lot of issues yeah. um but let's talk about positive things um i liked most of the with, with that exception of mum knows best no matter what i liked most of the philosophy of the film yeah. i like the pro- pro-immigrant stance you know immigrants experience of america needing to keep hold of cultural identities and not just assimilating yeah i, I like that I, I like the the lost in translation yeah the, the the general like the general state of being lost in translation yeah um throughout this film it leads to a lot of charming moments yeah and it plays with this there's a really nice family dynamic excepting uh Alyssa milano leotioni yeah who i just didn't buy her whole thing the black yeah. hole ness of her of her yeah, performance absolutely. but but um there was a really nice family dynamic for the rest of it yeah. the, the the kids including the son for the few seconds that he was in the film <laughs> um it was a it was a really nice dynamic and sure. with the grandmother as well who i thought was great yeah so the family dynamic was really good and there were some really good supporting performances in the in the movie um let's have the quick fire round now okay. um after she gets the job. She goes to a restaurant with her daughter and she lays the menu out and she gets a napkin she's folded and puts it over the prices on the menu. And I thought that was a really cool little moment of yeah. just kind of um, illustrating the, the key theme of the scene, which is that money is not really a problem anymore, but also a, a kind of clever thing that she for her to do. Like, don't worry about money right now. This yeah. is just a celebration for us. Well, that's a nice detail that I missed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that that would be the same scene where she's hit on by two businessmen. Yes, and she um two back two backroom business men. Yeah, two backroom business cats <laughs> who um hit on her whilst she's there with her daughter. Yeah, and she rightly yeah. chastises them for this. And she she and, chastise she passes her chastisement onto the waiter. Yeah, um, and the daughter has to translate this for yeah. the waitress to pass this on, and then we so we get this speech three times: once yeah. in Spanish, once from the daughter, and once from the waitress. Yeah. I know we've talked we've we've talked about the family as a whole, but I thought the daughter was great. Yeah, she is. She yeah. was great. Um, Sorry, uh, the daughter of which family? Oh, both both actually. Yes, they both had really good daughters. Yeah, with yeah. a disproportionate amount of screen time each. <laughs> yes, yeah. I th- I think Ad- Adam Sandler was okay. I have to. I feel like I have to give him props because uh, I, he's my go-to reference for Bad. the death of cinema. Yes. Um, for good reason. Let's yeah. Not say, no, no, no. For, yeah. for, for, for good reason, but. I genuinely like him in Funny People. Yeah. Um. I love that film. I like Punch Drunk, Punch Drunk Love. He's a little ball of angry energy. I haven't seen that. It's sound, yeah. And yeah, you've got you've got it. You should. <laughs> um. So with the right with the right director, uh, they get a lot out of Adam Sandler. Yeah. He just shouldn't be responsible for his own character dialogue or um or anything, anything. involved with the production <laughs> yeah. of the film. Um. But then again, neither should James L. Brooks. It seems so. Yeah. It's not a golden rule. Um, actually, there's a nice moment there between uh, bridging our things together between um, Sandler and his daughter. Um, there's a moment, there's a few really nice moments where it does actually show that he's a guy who cares about other people and their feelings mm. in a subtle way. And in this one, um, the daughter is complaining that she heard 
uh, the mum crying all night long for the last six hours. Mm. And um, he apologizes that he's, she's had this kind of night. Um, and she says, it's okay. It gives me a break from worrying about, it's nice to worry about something important and not the tiny little things that are usually going around in my head. Mm. And he just says, like what? You know, like, um, you know, immediately interested in what these things are because clearly, you know, she's described them as unimportant, but they're definitely important to her and he wants to know what they are. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, Just, just more human moments. Yeah. Um, I think we were spoiled for human moments in this film. There were, (laughs) there were, there were a plethora. I mean, compared to, um, Transformers 2, sure. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, he's a chef in the film. A couple of times he cooked food. And the food looked really good. Yeah. Uh, particularly a sandwich he makes. Um, sort of, uh, cheese, salad, an egg mm-hmm. with a little, uh, is there some meat in there? Um, maybe. I can't, mushrooms, actually. I think I remember seeing mm. a layer of mushrooms. And it looks great. It reminded me of, um, it's not quite as good as Chef, the Jean Favreau film, which featured some yeah. really good looking food. Including it's not as good as Chef, no. Very nice, uh, yeah. like toasties and stuff that he's making. What's the name mm. of the food he's making? Um, Cubans. Yeah. They're called Cuban sandwiches. Yeah, just, and, uh, just God, incredible look looking. I'm salivating yeah. right now. <laughs> but yeah. um there were a couple of shots like that which I appreciated. Yes. Um yeah, a couple of chefy details that helped you to believe that Alan Sandler was a chef. Yeah. It wasn't fully realised, I don't think, but there were some good good looking food things. Yeah. Um are you sat down right now? Are you sat down? I think am I sitting down? Are you sitting down? Because I'm Am I say, sitting down? I'm, I'm going to fucking knock you on your ass if you're not sitting down right now. All right, I'll sit down. Okay, good. Get off that <laughs> exercise bike. <laughs> Taylor Leone had a funny line. A line that made me laugh. Um, so she is uh, translating her plans for the summer to um, Pat Vega. <laughs> uh, she has roped in a guy to um, translate for her. Yeah. Um, the guy's translating for her. And at one point she turns to her mum to say something... And um, the guy translates it, and Taylor Leone says, don't translate her sides. Oh, uh, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Made me chuckle. Yeah. I think I I, I would have, but I, I was... Um, <laughs> Screaming. Yeah. So there, there was an Adam Sandler moment later on when he was like, I can't understand what you're saying when you're talking this quickly. There's too many details. Yeah. Um, I think that was, that was yeah, the general... That was during the whole confession scene. Yes. Yeah, which is um, um, quite a scene. Yeah. I enjoyed the fact that for the most part, there were no subtitles in any of the Spanish. Yeah. Most of it played out with no subtitles, and you're just supposed to get what is meant by inference. Yes. Which I liked. Yes. The only time when I wish there were subtitles yes. were at the very end when there was a seminal com- conversation between uh, mother and daughter, Paz Vega and Christina, Flora yeah. and Christina. This is how they resolve uh, their issues, you know, after she's just just completely torn, uprooted her from, from yeah. this life that she's come to love. For reasons she doesn't understand. Yeah. And as she asks her the the question that solves it all, I just remembered what that question was. It was, "Do you really want to be so different from me? Is your dream that you want to be different from oh, me?" Oh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um. And but anyway, rather than have that in uh, subtitles or maybe revealed to us later yeah. after the fact, which could have also been good because you'd have been wondering what she could have said to have calmed her daughter so much, like an arrival. Yeah. What you actually get. Is a voiceover at the time of speaking, so yeah. and it doesn't work. Speaking over the Spanish there, and yeah. it, it would have been a cool thing if we only had subtitles there, because it's like, finally, at this stage, right at the end of the movie, we get to peek behind the curtain and see these things that they're saying to each other, this yeah. language 
that she has been desperately trying to hold on to, which has been a mystery to us throughout the whole yeah. film, now becomes accessible to us. Mm. And that would have been a really cool, like, little moment. Never mind. Oh, well. Any others? I'm out. No, I think, I think I'm ready to call it. Okay. Well, thank you for listening to One Good Thing. If you want to reach us on Twitter and Facebook, you can. We're at, o- at OGT Pod. There's, uh, we've also got an email address, which is, uh, OGTPod at gmail.com. Same sort of deal, really. Any, any suggestions, any comments, if you want to get in touch, if you have any challenges for us, just let us know. Um, I want to say, uh, thanks to everybody who's been tweeting about us. I want to thank Tom Green for, uh, yes, thanks for yeah. his kind words. <laughs> um, uh, thanks to Dave for the recommendation for going kind of easy on us with the Adam Sandler. He could have picked a worse oh, one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yep. Thanks um, very much to Dave. Yeah. Um, um, thanks again for the artwork. Thanks uh, again for the artwork. And again, if you want to see more of Dave's stuff, please check him out at yeah. whatkindofday.com and, um, at Penguin Panic on Twitter. Yes. Uh, he's a great guy. He really is. Finally, I want to say thanks to 365 Flicks for the shout out on their podcast. Uh, that was really, really cool. Um, <laughs> similarly, if anyone else has, um, any, any positive feedback at all, <laughs> anything just to say, the, the, the best thing you could do is leave us a, a review or a rating on iTunes. That really yeah. helps us, uh, get noticed and helps spread the word. Um, if you've already left a review or a rating, thanks so much. Tell a friend. Yeah. Tell a friend about the two pools who just won't get out of your basement. <laughs> that is out. Uh, so we will be continuing with recommendation month next week. Uh, we look forward to seeing you then. Thank you for listening. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Spanglish is the way that Thomas Hayden Church adjusts his windows. (laughs) 